Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sorry about the noise. My neighbor's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Let's get back to the tennis, shall we? There's been a whole heap of action headed our way from Melbourne Park today as day five has ripped and teared across the whole day. And Jed Zetzer has been there. He's a part of the first serve team here at SEN and he joins us to recap day five of Australian Open action. G'day, Jed. Hey, mate. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, it's lovely to have you on, mate. Uh, sorry about the uh, hold up there with a couple of uh, technical issues. And now you've just snuck out from the match, uh, haven't you, to uh, come and have a chat with us? I have, mate. I'm here at Margaret Court Arena, Aslan Karatsev and Adrian Manorino. This is an absolute arm wrestle. Uh, in the third set, the match has ticked over three hours already. Um, and I think we're on track for five. This one could go into the early hours of the morning. It's that first one that we've uh, sort of seen, haven't we? We've been waiting to get over past midnight, you know, into the two, three o'clock. But this looks like it could be our uh, first one for the tournament. Absolutely. We usually get a couple. We're usually treated to a couple. Yeah. We haven't had one yet. But uh, I think this might be our first, and I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm parked on Margaret Court Arena, and I'm not leaving till it's done. <laughs> Fantastic, mate. Uh, something else to get excited about is Ash Barty making short work of another opponent today. She moves through to the fourth round following the 6-2, 6-3 win over Camilla Giorgi of Italy, and it was just over an hour, over our first match that's uh, pushed her past the hour mark. Yeah, it was. Uh, she's been relatively unchallenged Ash let's be honest here she's been comprehensive in all three of her victories and 58 games in a row now that she has not been broken which is some sort of absurd record that she is setting she's she's looking primed I must say uh, Naomi Osaka, we were you know, sort of expecting a big fourth round match uh, versus Ash Barty, the other half of it that we had on the horizon. But she's gone down tonight versus the American Amanda Animasova, uh, the American coming back from a set down in a ripper game that's uh, set up the clash versus Ash Barty. Yeah, that was an absolute classic out of Margaret Quarterine. I tell you what, the ticket holders tonight, they've been treated to two <laughs> absolute rippers. Uh, and it's an overwhelm. This is uh, an amazing result. Working with Darren Cahill now, who is an Australian, one of the best coaches in the world. And uh, you can see she's already reaping the rewards of that partnership. Uh, I actually think she's going to be a really tough match for Ash. She nearly got her at the French Open, of course, that year that Ash went on to win it. So you never know. I mean, she's definitely capable. And uh, we'll see how she goes. It's not like Ash wouldn't have uh, had the you know prospect in mind of taking on Animasova, but she would have uh, been you know a lot of uh, a psycho-minded sort of thing. So yeah, this is uh, definitely cat amongst the pigeon stuff here. It is. It is. I must say though, I don't think players. It's funny. People are saying you know Ash this is going to be a little bit difficult for Ash because she would have been expecting to play a psycho. Well, I just feel as if she'd be going match by match. You can't. She wouldn't have done any homework for Osaka. There's no way she'd be waiting for the matchup to be confirmed. Um, so, look, this is a good result for Ash. Definitely uh, a different matchup to Osaka, but you never know. And it's over. She's got nothing to lose here. She's playing really good tennis. She's well coached, so anything can happen. 
Uh, Kokonakis and Kyrgios, uh, they're never too far away from the news, and they take out the top seed today in the men's doubles. Uh, Mate Pavic and also uh, Nikola Mektic. Again, cat amongst the pigeon stuff, and uh, the crowd up and about watching these two. Yeah, I was in the crowd there today, and it was unbelievable. I tell you what, every time Nick Kyrgios takes the court, the atmosphere is just absolutely absurd. And we saw the other night when Thanasi Kokonakis was on show court three for his singles match. The atmosphere was just as amazing. So these two put them together, and you can just imagine what we saw today. And it was an amazing result taking out the number one seed and three-time slam winners. It's a huge result. So what's the run ahead uh, for Cocky and Kyrgios uh, if they are to, you know, sort of set their minds to taking the doubles title? Who, who awaits them? Well, it's interesting because they played last year. And if I recall correctly, I feel like they took a major scalp last year as well. And mm. then the next round, they went down to like an unseeded team. This year, in the next round, their opponents haven't been confirmed. It's either going to be the German duo of Dominic Kupfer and Jan Leonard Struff, who are both top 100-ranked singles players. So they're like another singles combination. And then there's uh, Escobar and Behar, who are the 15th seeds, and they are just a doubles team. So I, I imagine uh, they probably get the latter pair, uh, Kyrgios and Kokonakis, but they haven't had their opponents confirmed as of yet. John Pierce, uh, he's teaming up with Philip Polisek, and he took out a couple of Aussies in the doubles. What's going on there? Yeah, it was a great win for Piersy. Piersy is an amazing doubles player. I mean, we know by now he's a slam winner teaming up with Polisek. They finished last year extremely strongly. They had an amazing end to last year, picking up a Masters title. They started this year just in the same fashion, winning in Sydney last week. So they're one to watch. And tell you what, it was a good effort by the young Aussies, Rinky Hidjakata today, uh, together with Chris O'Connell. Unfortunately, they couldn't get the win, but... Uh, it was fortunate for another Aussie in John Piers. So that was sort of a win-win situation. Uh, Sam Stosa bowed out of the doubles alongside her partner, Shui Zhang, today. Uh, they won the first set, but the four seeds couldn't keep the fight up. Uh, so that's uh, Sam bowing out of Australian Open for 2022. Yeah, that was a little bit disappointing. I must say, I expected her to go deep, to be honest. Um, that was a bit disappointing. But you look at Sam's tournament as a whole. I mean, she won that round one singles match. She was... You know, she got that amazing reception after going down in round two. I think she'd look back at this, and it's been a bit of a whirlwind, you know, full of emotions. So I'm not surprised that possibly the emotions got to her, but uh, I expect her to have a relatively big season on the doubles tour this year. So she's only retiring from the singles aspect of things. She's going to continue on in the doubles? Yeah, so that was her final singles tournament for her career. Right. She's cool. officially retired from the singles court. She said that she'll play doubles this year, at least at the majors and the other big events. Uh, What she does after this year, I guess, we'll wait and see. I think that'll be majorly dictated by the results she achieves. If she has an amazing year on the tour, I can't see why she'd stop. But if she has results like this tournament, probably will hang up the racket. Uh, Rafael Nadal was out by two sets early doors before Katja Chanov uh, pegged back the third set. But Rafa prevails in four sets. Uh, He's looking dangerous once again, isn't he? He is. Well, I mean, he dropped that third set tonight. I got a little bit worried there because I thought, well, Hatchinov's rising to the occasion. Nadal's dropped off a little bit. And then all of a sudden, he just went into vintage Rafael Nadal mode. He demolished that fourth set. Uh, he is looking really good. And he's growing into this tournament. I mean, he didn't play the, light the second half of last year. He got COVID. We weren't sure if he was even going to come. Then once he said he was coming, it was sort of that feeling, well, you know, whatever we get from him is good, but we're not sure we'll get much. And, well, now he's just looking like he's primed for a deep run here. It's amazing. They just, he just doesn't stop, does he?
Travis from Sydney uh, sent in a text earlier on the overnight crowd. He asked if Rafa can make the final of the Australian Open if he thought it would be his last Australian Open as well, Jed. I don't think it'll be his last. I don't. I think he's still playing too well for the speed last year on the tour. Uh, can he make the final? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that the man who undoubtedly will present the biggest uh, roadblock to him making the final is that of Alexander Zverev, who he would face in the uh, semifinals. So, Zverev has uh, a big game, one that has beaten Rafa. So we'll wait and see how that unfolds. But that is probably the major roadblock to Nadal making the final here. Okay. Elsewhere, uh, some big names. Uh, Denis Shapovalov, one of my favourites. He moved through in four sets against Riley Opelka. I've been talking up his chances. Uh, Do you think he can go deep in this tournament? He can. He can. He's had a couple of difficult matches, to be honest, (laughs) to start, which is not ideal. I mean, for those seeds, you just want to get through quickly in the early rounds, particularly in the heat. It's sort of like the deeper you go into the tournament, you want as little miles in the legs as possible. Shapovalov certainly has had more miles in the leg that in the legs that would have been ideal. So he's uh, he's I'd say he's not playing his best tennis yet, which actually you can see as a positive because he can lift his level. We may see a deep run. Tara Daniel, uh, he defeats Andy Murray. He moves through straight sets win. It's fantastic stuff. Uh, who does he have coming up next? Uh, Tara, well, funny you bring him up. We spoke to him today at the oh. first serve, and he's he's an absolute ripper. He's an absolute ripper. He works closely with uh, Shane Leonage, who's from data-driven sports analytics, has a lot to do with us. And Tara Daniel, that win over Murray was massive. He now faces the Italian Yannick Sinner, the number 11 seed, and that's going to be a classic match. I actually think Tara Daniel's a chance, but Yannick Sinner is yet to drop a set this year. So he's <laughs> just been in ridiculous form, and it's going to take someone seriously good to stop him. Yeah, I uh, had a chance to speak to Mark Safoulis earlier this week as well, and uh, he's doing a little bit of work yes. with uh, Tara Daniel and just had yeah Absolutely. so many nice things to say about him. Yeah, Mark and uh, Shane, they do a ripper job at the tennis menu. Mark is, of course, there, and they do an amazing job, so I'm not surprised with the results that Tara Daniel is achieving this week. Uh, Alexander Zverev dispatches Radio Bolt, and uh, finally about time after he took one of our Aussies out. I feel like I'm running out of descriptive terms just a little bit for some of these players like Zverev and Nadal, who are just looking dangerous at the moment. They are. Well, Zverev hasn't dropped a set, and it's it's funny because he doesn't think he's been playing that well. <laughs> I've actually seen him... I've actually seen him go straight back out to Rod Laver Arena after every single match he's played and he's belted down about 50 second serves. He's just really trying to get some more purchase on that second serve. Uh, it's clearly the major roadblock in his game. It's sort of cost him a lot of a lot of matches over his career. So he's really trying to improve that. And I think that getting through these matches in straight sets is just so important for Zverev. He hasn't got many miles in the legs as we were speaking about before. So... He's certainly one to watch. He'll be the big one uh, against Nadal. Today six, uh, the pride of Western Australia, uh, Maddie Inglis, has a big chance to move through versus Kaya Kanepi. Uh, how do you like her chances? It's interesting. Kanepi, 36 years old. She's a veteran, uh, but she's been as high as the top 20. So she's going to be really difficult. And she's playing some really, really good tennis. Uh, Maddie Inglis is as well, though. So I think this is a really good matchup for her, particularly in the third round of a major probably very rare that you see, you know, an opportunity like this come about in the third round. So Inglis, if she can bring the tennis that she's brought, especially in that first round match, she'd have to be a chance. She'd have to be a chance. And I think I'm going to tip her, but uh, we have to be wary of uh, Kanepi's experience in this battle. So uh, is Inglis set for a uh, quite rapid rise up the rankings after her performance so far at the Australian Open? 
Well, one would think so. One would think so. This is the thing, though. I mean, we often see these Aussies break out in Australia, mm. but they need to translate it overseas. They need to take that form overseas, which is very, very difficult to do. And the, the next jump that Inglis needs to make is the most difficult jump in tennis, going from that 150 mark. In her case, at the moment, she's at about 140. But going from that mark into the top 100 is so difficult. You've got to win a handful of lower-level tournaments or you've got to have a handful of deep runs at the, uh, at the top tier of the tour. So it's the most difficult jump. There's no doubt about it. But uh, can she do it? Well, she certainly indicated she can off her form this week. And uh, I love that little piece of audio flying around as well when she found out just how much she would make from it, uh, what it opens yeah. up for her next year or for this year as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's huge because it just funds her career. She can now take someone on the road with her. You know, you've got to remember these players that are lowly ranked, they don't make enough money to take, you know, a coach and a team on the road with them, and that can be costly. So, you know, this is really important for her career. I have no doubt she'll invest that straight back into her tennis. She'll probably take a coach on the road with her, maybe a trainer as well, Mm. um, and see what she can do, you know, given now that she's got a little bit more money to play with to support herself. Alex Demonor, he's up against uh, Pablo Anduja of uh, Spain in the morning. Uh, one of the only Spaniards without a triple barrel surname. Uh, how's the demon shaping up for this? I, uh, I expect Demon to get through this one relatively unscathed. I'm expecting a straight sets victory, to be 100% honest. Okay. Uh, no disrespect at all <laughs> to uh, the Spaniard Andahar. He is a seasoned veteran. He's got a lot of amazing you know, tournaments under his belt. But the Demon is looking really good, really matured over the summer, I think. That win against Matteo Berrettini was big. The win in round one over Lorenzo Musetti was big. So I think that uh, I think he'll get through this one unscathed. And respectfully, one of the surprise packets for Australia this tournament, Chris O'Connell. He takes on the USA's Maximi Creasy. Uh, can he do us proud once again? I think he can. I think he can. Look, he's going to have to completely change his uh, tactics from last match. He faced the small Argentine, Diego Schwartzman, who... <laughs> stays at the baseline, and he goes from side to side and just gets everything back. He's now facing Cressy, who could not be more of a polar opposite. He's a big serve-volleying American, and he never stays at the baseline. He'll serve. He'll come straight into the net. Every opportunity he gets to come into there, he will. So Chris O'Connell's going to have to get his passing game on, but I think he's a chance in this one for sure. It just depends... uh, it depends if he can hold his serve. That's going to be the big moment in this game. That's the big one. All right, to finish up with Jed, uh, at this point, towards the end of the uh, first week, can we get your favourites at this point for the tournament? Uh, firstly, in the men's side of the competition. The men's side of the competition, I'm still sticking with my pre-tournament prediction of Daniil Medvedev, and especially after his win over Nick Kyrgios. I think he's, I think he's looking good. I really do, and I think he's going to be very difficult to stop. He's also probably on the softer side of the draw. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to stick with Daniil Medvedev. And uh, for the women's side of the competition, uh, who, are you still uh, on the uh, Barty party or is there someone else on the uh, horizon that you could uh, back in? Well, I was certainly on the Barty party before the tournament started. Uh, Medvedev and Barty were my predictions and it's still my predictions. But what I will say is I think this is going to be the toughest challenge that Barty will face in the whole tournament. I think that if she can get past Anissimova, I think she'll definitely win it. That's just my opinion. But I do think this is going to be the toughest challenge that she'll face. Fantastic. Well, Jed, we really appreciate the time on the Overnight Crowd, mate. Uh, Continue to enjoy the tennis, and we'll catch up another time on the Overnight Crowd.
Thank you so much, mate. Have a good show, and I uh, hope to see you at Melbourne Park next week. Uh, hopefully so, mate. That is Jed Zetzer. He's a part of the First Serve team here at SEN, and he's uh, joined us to recap day five of Australian Open action. So let us know your thoughts on what's been going on around the place. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.